What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Hoopix, where we talk about basketball and wrestling unscripted and uncensored. My name is Jarrell Thomas. I'm Jonathan Brown. I'm David Crane. <laughs> All right. We, we just going to cut straight to the chase, but we got some shit to talk about today. So first off, WNBA semifinals are officially over. Um, I'm going to give a week. I'm gonna just give like a quick little recap. Uh the Chicago Sky beat the Connecticut Sun in four, and the Phoenix Mercury beat the Aces in five. But I'm going to let you two talk about Connecticut and Chicago because I have a lot of shit that I need to say about um, game five from last night. Um, I will say this, though. Uh, Candice, Kalia, Sloot, Allie Quigley, I'm happy for y'all, man. Um Don Quill, she 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 had an amazing season, but unfortunately it's over. But um that I'm I'm gonna just leave that to y'all too, bro. So uh I can start it off. Um first of all, that the sky team, they played incredible. They came ready to play. I didn't think they wouldn't, but um I mean they came out hard. Uh I think the main thing that was the issue with the Sun was not everybody was playing great at the same time. Um, when, say, Alyssa Thomas or Dewana Bonner was having a great game, John Quell was heavily taken care of, and they were taking her out the game, or vice versa, because I think another issue, Dewan is one of my favorite players, but I – Throughout the season and through the series, she has a tendency to be very inefficient. Um, and overall, I think it just came down to Chicago just keeping that super high power, high, highly, uh, highly paced offense that just seemed to overwhelm them. And John, what did you think about that series? Um. When Chicago, I believe, won the first game, I knew Connecticut was in trouble because Chicago is that type of team where they can get their shit together. They can, yeah, they can have a slump, but they go get it together. And I knew, I had a feeling they would get it together. I thought they couldn't, but they did. So I'm glad that they proved me wrong. So I'm happy for Allie quickly. Diamond the Shields, Courtney Vandersloot. Because not gonna lie, Chicago should have been in the finals in 2020. I thought they should have been in the finals in 2019. But I'm glad they finally did in 2021. Yeah, I I, I definitely agree. I definitely think that. Connecticut's problem was for sure consistency, but it really sucks because, like, when you saw the run that they went on during the regular season, like, I didn't pick them to win the title, but they for sure had a case. And then, like, just for them to go out in four, you know, it's just like, ah, man, it's it's disappointing. But, you know, they, they had hell of a season. Again, congratulations to Chicago. Candace Parker, I, I knew she was going to come in and make an impact, and they're in the finals. So, again, shout-out to her, man. She is incredible. The rest of that team, like, I already shouted out Courtney Vandersloot, Allie Quigley, and Kalia Copper. 
I can't say enough great things, but they're gonna lose in the finals. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that a little later. Let's let's get into um the other side of the bracket. Um Phoenix versus Vegas. I'm not even gonna talk about games one through four because they were all really great games, really entertaining games. Let's let's talk game five. I have I have some shit to say now. I will hold myself accountable because I did say that the Aces was gonna win the chip. I was wrong. I was wrong. However, I did say Phoenix was my team from the get go. However, while I did secretly want Phoenix to win last night, there is no fucking way they should have lost. Okay, there is no way the Aces should have lost this game. Let me let me. First of all, Bill Lambeer, you are an incredible coach. But what the hell was wrong with you? Let's 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 just go down this list, right? Ezra Wilson, Chelsea Gray, Kelsey Plum. I'm so so sorry that y'all had to endure this. They combined for 65 points and still managed to lose the fucking game, and it's not their fault. Let me tell you whose fault it is. Bill Lambeer, number one. Because that last inbounds play had to be one of the worst decisions I've ever fucking made, ever, ever, ever seen. Because I think, because wasn't Ch- Chelsea Gray was inbounding the ball. She was inbounding the ball and she needed the ball in her hands. What the fuck was that? Let's, let's, let's. And then here's another thing that pissed me off. Raquana Williams, 30 minutes, only took six shots and had five points. Jackie Young. She played 25 minutes. She also took six shots. She went one for six, and she only had four points. <sighs> they could have put in Joseph Park. I, I'm Joseph Park. I, I feel like I butchered her name. If I do, I apologize. But hell, she would have put up more buckets than that, and she would have played some great defense. And you know, Jackie Young, she's playing like shit. Laquana Williams, she's playing like shit. The other person, I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about her in a little bit later. But it was one substitution that needed to be made that did not fucking happen. This substitution, y'all want to know who this substitution was? The, the woman who needed playing time, who only played five minutes in a crucial game five for a shot at the NBA Finals when they needed her most and they didn't put her in. Dierica fucking Hamby. Why was Kahan? Why did she only play five minutes? Please explain this to me. Why did she only play five minutes when they needed buckets and the people that they would need to score were not scoring? And last of all, Elizabeth, I love you, but you got to get dragged. And you, you're getting dragged, as you fucking should, okay? I understand that you've had some things going on with your mental health and with COVID. I understand but Liz, I understand that Diana Sarasa, you know, she's the GOAT, so she has to do GOAT things, not GOAT things, GOAT things. I understand that. But Liz, you are six foot fucking eight. Diana Taurasi is six feet. How in the hell? It's one. Six foot, six one, it don't, same difference. Same fucking difference. Same difference. You are too damn tall to be getting blocked by Diana Taurasi, whether she's the GOAT or not. You had one of the easiest ways to score 
in basketball, a wide open fucking layup. Diana was right behind her, behind her, not in front of her, behind her. All she had to do was go up aggressively. She she went 4-10, bro. She played like playoff P. And it's like, okay, maybe 4-10, that's not that bad. But she was, bro, she's right under the basket and can't make one layup. Like, my, what do we do? Liz, I understand. But you can't go out like this. You too damn big. When I say big, I'm talking height. I'm not fat phobic in any way. I'm a little overweight myself, so I can't say shit. You too damn tall. Again, Diana, the GOAT, understand that. She was going to do what the fuck needed to be done. But if you had made that, if you had just went up aggressively instead of taking that soft-ass layup, we might be having a different conversation today. And I know I'm going a little long, so let me go over to the Phoenix side. Game four, they lose Kid Nurse. And I'm like, oh, boy, they're going to they gonna figure some shit out. But that hurts. So they put Shea Petty in the starting lineup. Wonderful decision. Brittany Griner had damn near 30. She was beasting and feasting on everybody. I already talked about the goat doing coat things. But I just need to give a huge shout out to Brianna Turner. I'm I'm not gonna talk about Sky today, but I need to shout out Brianna Turner. She had four points, but that was not her role. She had eleven boards, four steals, and three blocks. Yep, that is that is a defensive monster, and I loved it. Again, I'm 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 glad that Phoenix won, man. I, they were my team from the get go. But Vegas, I was rooting for you, um, Asia, Kelsey, and Chelsea. I'm sorry, but Liz, you fucking sold. But I'm 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 gonna stop my rant there. Um, John, what did what did you think about this series? Actually, let's just talk Game Five. What what did you think about Game Five last game night? Five. Um, I knew it was gonna go down to the wire. And Rihanna Turner did come up in the clutch defensively. And shout out to Shea Petty for utilizing her IQ on just the throw up a three pointer with two people on her trying to try to steal the ball. So shout out to Shea Petty. Shea Petty, you're petty for that. <laughs> you're really petty for that. You had a great elimination game last year against the Mystics. The team that cut you. And now you defeated the Aces, who was heavily projected to win. So, Shay, you you are smart for that. And Brady Griner, Diana Taurasi, they just doing dope things. 28 and 24, that's, that's all you need to explain that. That's all you need to explain. Uh, Scholar Davis with 14, but Liz Cambage with 10. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Uh, we got to get that to 15 at least. But Liz, I know you want to ring. I know you want to ring. You got to go hard. You got to go hard. Gotta go hard. Agent Wilson can't can't carry the team all the way. Chelsea Gray can't carry the team all the way. Kept 
Kelsey Blum can't carry the team off the bench. Like, I, I don't know, man. But Bierka Hamby with five minutes. I don't understand how you got the last three six women of the years on the team, and only one of them gets to play for five minutes in the elimination game. I'm befuddled. I'm upset. As as happy as I am about Phoenix, bro, I'm I'm pissed the fuck off about this. One layup could have changed everything, but you know, again, the goat had to do goat things, so I I, I can't even complain. Shout out Diana again, but Damon, what did you think about Game Five? Yeah, so I didn't actually watch Game Five. So I only saw like a few highlights, but I know overall, like from the games I did watch in the actual series, like it was so back and forth. And I really didn't know who was going to come out of this series, but I just know, first of all, kind of like you said, that last inbound play was horrific. Like, I, I don't, I don't think there was a play. I think they just were like, whoever gets the ball, do something. Because you see the two main options kind of ran. They got close, and then they got cut off. And then Asia kind of seemed like Asia tried to make an outplay and came up and got it. And then you send her up to the rim against one of the best defensive players in the league. And Brittany Griner sent them packing home. <laughs> I mean, that. I'm just like, I get Asia Wilson's the best player on the court for y'all, but I'm just not giving the ball to the person that has Brittany Griner on in the last seconds of the game, simply. Um, and Liz, like, I see why she got benched. Honestly, bro, and it's not even like she's bad, but like, she just she just wasn't keeping she's not keeping up with Brittany Griner in that show whenever she's on the court it was on her which is why I was confused on why Derrick Hamby didn't get played that much because I'm like she's at least like more like quicker on her feet and can at least she may not be like perfectly sized up with her but like like damn like you know do something but uh I I really have no words, but I'm happy for Phoenix. Uh, it'd probably be dope. I think it's going to be a good series. I'd probably say Phoenix four. Yeah, um, and I I've seen a lot of people on Twitter asking why Liz wasn't in the game during that last inbounds play, and I'm just like, have y'all seen the way she's been playing? I would have put no, she wouldn't know, but let me stop. Let me stop. Okay. I would have put her down passer so Griner would be forced out of the paint. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she, she shouldn't have been involved in that last play at all. So it makes sense why she wasn't, but damn, like, damn. But Damon brought the point up. So moving into our next WNBA topic. The WNBA Finals. And I'm just going to say this now. Again, I I love Chicago a lot. 
Phoenix of three. Phoenix Whoa. of three. I'm 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 going for the sweep. I'm I'm calling the sweep. I I man, look. If Phoenix can do things without because I know like Sky had a couple weeks, like Sky had a game or two where she wasn't playing as well. Diana, she didn't like I forgot which game the game she had 37. She didn't pick it up until the second half. Brittany, she's just been dominant the whole time. If they can play like this and still be elite while some of their best players aren't performing at that elite level, Chicago in trouble. I'm sorry. Like, again, Allie Quigley, Courtney Vandersloot, they're going to strap up. Kalia Cooper, she's going to get her buckets. And Candace Parker, she is going to get those crucial rebounds. However, who, who is going to stop Brittany? Who is going to stop Diane? The correct answer is not a damn soul on that team. And if they can't stop two, they ain't stopping the rest of the team. So I'm going Phoenix in three. Respectfully. I don't want to see Candace go out like that, but Phoenix in three. Wait, 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 why are you shaking your head? <laughs> I disagree. I disagree. I think this will go down in five. Mm. I think it will go down in five. This is another five-game series, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay, but who you who do you have winning it? I got Phoenix in five. Uh, five. I, oh, I I need to hear your reason behind this. I I got Phoenix in five because I know Chicago. Here's what here's what happened. Chicago's gonna win the first game. They're going to win first game. And Phoenix will come back win game two. Game three is back in Chicago. Chicago's definitely winning one of those, either game three or game four. And then game five is in Phoenix, back in Phoenix. And Phoenix is winning that. Yeah, because I just came – Chicago not going to get swept. No. They're no playing way. way too good right now to get swept. Exactly. Okay, okay. Okay, now I'm, I'm think, thinking about it. I'll put it like this. I believe Phoenix is going to go for the sweep. But, but, Chicago has been playing very well. And now while they, it was only like a few, a few days difference, they have had more time off than Phoenix. Because... Matter of fact, game one is Sunday, right? Yeah, tomorrow. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So three o'clock. Chicago has had a little, a little more time to prepare. So I'm gonna change it to Phoenix and four then, because honestly, not now that John brings up those points, I could definitely see them winning the first game. I could. 
but Phoenix gonna win the next three. I I, I feel I feel like they gonna it's either gonna be three or four, but I I, I just can't see it going to five. Personally, I I just can't see it going to five. But our final WNBA topic. <laughs> oh shit, um, Courtney Williams. Oh boy. So for those of y'all that don't know the situation, um, you know, Courtney Williams, who is a breakout star for um, the Atlanta Dream, which would already tell you where this story is going. Um, Courtney Williams was in, matter of fact, I don't know how many of the team of, of the uh, Atlanta Dream were involved in it, but Courtney Williams was definitely one of the biggest involved um they were involved in a fight in may and courtney williams and her girlfriend decided to leak the video for youtube clout and um i don't i don't know why she did it um and apparently the dream knew about this the entire time and never did anything about it until now, just because it's public now. And it was announced that the dream will definitely not be re-signing Courtney Williams. And um, I've been hearing a lot of work. Like, I don't know the specifics behind it, but I have been hearing that Courtney Williams has been a locker room cancer everywhere she's gone, which is part of why Connecticut got rid of her and you know now I can see why um my biggest issue in all of this besides the fact that like you know the WNBA has been putting Courtney Williams on this pedestal as oh she's the next great like she she's it just keep watching like she's in all the promo videos for the WNBA and her behavior is like this but my biggest problem, my biggest problem, the Atlanta Dream knew about this for five months and didn't do shit until Courtney Williams' stupid ass made it public. And Kennedy Carter was suspended for the rest of the season for conduct that was detrimental to the team we don't even know what the fuck she did. What 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 did Kennedy Carter do that was worse than Courtney Williams beating somebody ass for no a civilian's ass for no fucking reason and uploading that shit to YouTube for clout? What could Kennedy Carter have possibly done that was worse than that? Because I don't see it. I don't. I don't see it. I don't. What do? I don't understand the Atlanta dream, man. Like they, they need a huge culture shock badly. And I don't know where to even begin, but Damon, what did you think about this controversy? Oh man. I mean, what else is left to happen with that organization? Like I, I just don't get it. Um, I think just the whole double standard of, this with Kennedy Carter is just so despicable. Like you got this girl 
suspended with no trial, no like real kind of thought of when she's coming back or why. And then, but you got them doing this whole public fight and y'all now only doing this and y'all acting like y'all have the more, this is the standard of our team. You don't, you don't do this. Nah, bro. Y'all just doing this because everybody saw it now. And I'm, I mean, I'm glad they're not like re-signing her. And from what, yeah, like you said, like from what I've heard, she's always been an issue in like all the places she's played at. Um, so, I mean, I guess this is a step in the right direction to get her out of here. It's It sucks knowing that, like, they knew about this for all this time. And to my understanding, they did, they talked about it on this YouTube channel because they believe since they didn't do anything about it, that it was okay to talk about it, which is so silly. It's <laughs> Yes, that's what it was. They That's why they, that's oh why they, God. like, were, like, we can talk about it because they didn't do anything about it. So like, it must not be an issue. So that's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, the dream are a mess. I don't, I don't even know what the, yeah, but that's how I feel about it. And John, what do you think about all of this? Uh, tell you the truth. Like the Courtney Williams video, and I'm I'm surprised, but I'm not shocked if you can understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Because how do I say it? How do I say it? Because I remember I remember uh I remember it was like around 2018. 2017, Courtney Williams was one of the Connecticut's son. And she got in a fight with Alex Bentley, who they when they were they were teammates. It was back in 2018. And right after it was reported, like the fight was reported and broke out in the news, Connecticut's son traded Alex Bentley to the Atlanta Dream. So Courtney Williams has a history of fights. So when you have a history of fights, and then not only begin a fight in May of 2021 with a civilian with no mask, right when the season is about to start, risking COVID. And somehow you get a slap on the wrist <laughs> throughout the whole year. And then you posted that, her posting that video made it worse. And now not only she hurt herself, but she also hurt Crystal Bradford. She oh, also hurt right, right, right. Kaylani Brown. Kaylani Brown trying to find, is trying to find the team. Now, some team who's interested in her probably gonna watch that video. It's like, nah, let's stay away. Yeah, 
if Crystal Braffers, if another team's interested in her, they go see the video and they'll be like, nah, we don't want her. Hold up, hold up, bro. Pause. Hold up. We 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 gotta backtrack a little bit because he, he just went straight back into like we we ain't just hear that Phineas and Forever has rings home, bro. <laughs> first of all, first of all, first of all, I was on ESPN doing research and I was trying to read the ESPN article on uh the name Montgomery talking about the Courtney Williams situation, saying they didn't know the extent of the situation. I'm like, how are you a professional organization? You didn't know the extent of it. That could have, you know, investigated on your own terms, pulled up to the actual fight, or, you know, sit Courtney Williams down and ask them what happened, what was going on, this and that, all that, and, you know, pull up to, like, get uh, security footage from yeah. the site. Like, I, I just don't understand. I don't know. Oh, my God. This and, man trying to pull up the video and ended up playing a fucking Viagra commercial, bro. I'm weak. And uh, another question. How did Courtney Williams get video of that fight? That's a good question. Yeah, I was wondering who recorded it in the first place. Ooh, another mystery. Hmm. 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 <laughs> Let's see. What if it was the girlfriend? What if she was the one who taped it? She in low key could have been. It, it really could have been too. Oh yeah, yeah, but bro, another question. This is just um well actually it's two questions. The first one I'm gonna ask, what the hell do y'all think Kennedy Carter did? <laughs> this ain't no fucking question. <laughs> Oh, bruh, what the hell did she do? <laughs> she had to beat up somebody, mama. Apparently, it was rumored that uh, she was, yeah, it was her and Courtney Williams. <laughs> so they chose Courtney Williams. Of course, it was. Wow. <laughs> they chose Courtney Williams over Kim. Wow. Yeah, let me search it up. That's why people kept saying that. That is so crazy. That makes a lot more wow. sense now. Nah, bro. That's that's sick. Wow. That's crazy. But the other question I was going to ask is, is Courtney Williams' WNBA career over? Nah. 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 Yeah, I will say though, bro, these teams they really got to keep an eye out for real, because that's what three teams she's been on where she's caused issues: Phoenix, Connecticut, and Atlanta. Yeah, they they really got to keep an eye on her for sure, man. Bro, they chose. <sighs> yeah. Hell. Okay, so this is what happened. So it was a game. And uh, so Courtney Williams told Kennedy, you know, get more gauge in the game, you know, cheer for your teammates. And then an argument ensued between the two. And uh, yeah, and then Carter approached Courtney about playing time and like suggested she wanted to fight Courtney. So, you know, Courtney. That, like, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. 
Bro, hell, I like nah, bro. I I'm sorry, I can't believe that. That they, because I know the team got clicks. I know for a fact that they do, man. They really want me to believe that Kennedy Carter actually insinuated a fight with Gordon. I I cannot believe that. I'm sorry. That that story sounds like straight bullshit to me. I was gonna say I don't know enough about Kennedy Carter to really speak to her uh, character with how she moves. Yeah, like I don't either. But it's like knowing Courtney, there is no way that shit is true. No fucking way. Wow, she okay. acting like that. I want to be her. For real. <laughs> For real. Uh, apparently, at 4.24 in the morning, Diana Taurasi and uh, Penny Toller had their baby girl. Hey. Congratulations. Yeah, bro, everybody, bro, they literally all having their kids right now, bro. Brianna just had hers. Diana, I forgot who else. It was somebody else who literally just had. Um, damn, I don't remember. I don't remember. But that's going to do it for the WNBA portion. Moving into the NBA, preseason has begun, ladies and gentlemen. And there have been quite a few highlights. Um, first of all, um, John Collins deserves prison time for second-degree murder. Um, I appreciate that Jared Allen always wants to jump with defenders, but he be jumping with the wrong motherfuckers. John Collins is not the motherfucker to jump with. They're, oh, man. Oh, oh my God. Rest in peace. You know, that is that is his first Cavalier highlight that I've seen this season. Well, I, I, I low-key forgot Jerry Allen was on the Cavs to keep it a buck with you. But um, who else? Um, James Booknight. Nasty. Nasty. Um. John, you know exactly where I'm about to go. You know exactly where I'm about to go. Oh, God. MVP Kyle Kuzma. Oh, God. Hey, man. That man's playing great basketball for y'all, bro. I'm, I'm excited, man. He had a... What, what? the future. Wait, let me let me go to that, that game. Hold on. Let me, let me go put that shit up right quick. Bro, he put up, he put up some MVP caliber numbers, man. Let's go to it. Kyle Kuzma, bro. 11 points, 6 rebounds, shooting 3 for 10, 30%. He shot 3 for 8 on threes, 2 of 4 on from the free throw line with two turnovers, man. That is the future of your franchise, man. Kyle Kuzma, he's going to do so many great things for the Washington Wizards. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh man oh fuck that's that's how do you feel about kuzma's first game for the wizards you know what i'm not surprised because <laughs> i did not have high expectations for him so and then there was this turnover that he did he tried to do the a hesitation move 
but he double dribbled. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did a snatch back, but when he did the snatch back, he, 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 picked, he picked up his dribble. So I was like, oh, man, this, this is going to be a long, long year. So. Nah, bro. That man cool is really trying to get in his back. Bro, that, you, did you see that uh that dude that went viral? Because he had posted on Twitter. He was like, at Cools, don't ever try to get in your bag again. Dog, like, that shit killed me. Bro, I can't remember. Did one of y'all send the thing about um the vaccine thing with him? Wait, what? No, nah, I don't remember it. What was it? Bro, it was like um for someone who takes so many ill-advised shots. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, crazy that, that you that was me. The vaccine. Yo, I'm just fucking weak, bro. But Damon, let's let's talk about your your Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, you know, their first game, they lost to Charlotte, but y'all had some y'all had some bright spots. Tell me how you felt yep. about Josh Giddy. I absolutely love what I saw from him. Um, the true rookie of the year this year. No, I'm playing. Um, but he played – I really liked what I saw from him. He played excellent, um, shot the ball really well, he facilitated really well, um, good defense. But I think the most important thing was offense because we really didn't have that outside of Shea last year. But um, I really liked what I saw out of him. Um, Robinson Earl, he didn't play like – I don't think he played like – big big minutes but he played solid Dort his offense improved a lot over the offseason um we oh Aaron Wiggins are like the bottom of our second round pick he looked really good and a lot of people are high on him in the organization so I'm, I'm excited for our rookie I know we lost by like what was it, like 15 almost 20 points but Charlotte like played their regular team, so like and Charlotte's like incredibly talented. So I wasn't really expecting to win the game, but overall, I'm happy. I'm I'm I think obviously we're probably still going to be bad in comparison, but with the future is right. And speaking of another bad team, I have to talk about the Houston Hot Pockets for a minute. I mean, the Houston hot Rockets. Pockets. I'm sorry, Hot Pockets. Houston Hot Pockets. Well, not even Houston. Not even the Rockets, bro. Just. Just one specific guy. <sighs> JG, <laughs> you bastard. You're playing like shit, and I love it. Playing like absolute dog shit. Hey, man, look. He doing all that talking. I know it's just preseason. I know it's just the first two games of preseason. But he's averaging 16 points on 34% shooting. I mean, 16 points is not bad. 34% shooting. I mean, 34. It's preseason. I don't I was going to say, it's preseason. I you don't know, You know rookies have that jitter of just throwing up a million shots. Yeah. Hey, man. They're not going to make all their first shots. I'm like. Hey, bro. You know what? I would talk shit about Jay- anytime Jalen Green does, does anything bad all this season. I'm talking shit because he ran his mouth too much, bro. He, first, he ran his mouth about Cade, and then he ran his mouth about the city of Detroit. No. He is public enemy number one, and I will bash him every chance I get. But speaking of the city of Detroit, those Pistons, man. 
Oh boy. I um I was so happy, man. Look, they beat the shit out of the Spurs. I understand it's the Spurs and it's preseason, but they beat the shit out of the Spurs. The Spurs are and half and half the roster didn't even play. Our our guy, our our guy with the franchise tag, he did not play. Killian did not play. Listen, Sadiq, man, Sadiq putting the ball on his four. He he making plays now. Jeremy Grant still doing what needs to be done. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I was actually very impressed with Kelly Olynyk. I I never thought that that would be. I don't be a know sentence. why you didn't have faith in him. Bro, because all he does is break people's arms, man. I'm, I'm, look, I, I really feel like it, this might be somewhat of a hot take. I kind of feel like off the bench, Kelly Olynyk is gonna have a similar season to what Jeremy Grant had last year. Not on the same level, not even close to the same level, but as far as consistency and you know being a huge contributor to Pistons wins, I think he's gonna do that. Um. The core four, I have no, I, I have nothing but good things to say about them. Um, also, I know my cousins are gonna hear this, and I can't believe I'm saying this, this as well. Um, I officially no longer hate Corey Joseph. I, I, I can't, I can't hate him anymore. He, he played a decent game. He played a good game. Not even gonna lie to you. But, um, John, what other teams have you been impressed with thus far in preseason? Ah, uh, preseason, preseason, preseason. Uh, preseason. Oh, Timberwolves beat the Nuggets in overtime. That's really interesting. Really interesting. Uh, Car Anthony Towns, uh, you know, you have, he had, he had his 12, and, you know, the end of the Russell Anthony Edwards had his 9, 8, you know, but that's, that's okay. It's preseason. But, um, Jim Noel with 12 points in 13 minutes. Very interesting. Really looking forward to how the team will, will go this season. They definitely should not be last. Because if you go to have D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, and then the one who apparently smashed Larson Pippen, Blick Beasley. They need to play together. They need to play well. Man. And then another team I do want to talk about, Chicago, man. Oh my God. Chicago this year is like Charlotte last year, but on a playoff contending level, like high playoff contending level, man. Like if y'all, y'all, y'all have seen if you've seen the lobs, you know. If you haven't, go check them out, man. They they have been absolutely destroying any and everything in their sights. Um, both of their wins have been blowouts. Um, I've also really impressed with Golden State, but y'all knew this, man. Y'all knew this. I told y'all Steph was gonna do what it do. Um, Clay, I don't think Clay is gonna play preseason at all, but 
I know when he comes back, he's going to be huge. But Jordan Poole? <laughs> hey, man, I talked my shit about Jordan Poole a couple years ago. But Jordan Poole really improved last season. And then last night against the Lakers, he drops 28, damn near 30. On consi- beautiful, beautiful efficiency, man. So Golden State, man, I know it's just preseason, but they back. I'm telling you. But uh Damon, what oh. what other teams are you oh well, John? Wait, sorry, it cut out a little bit. What did you say oh, now? Wait, yeah, John, what were you about to say? Oh, never mind. Never oh, mind. all right. Uh Damon, what are the things you've been impressed with so far? Um, yeah, definitely the echo. The Chicago Bulls, man. That they they were looking scary good. I mean, they were blowing teams out. Um, they just played the Pelicans, right? That's who they just played. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The man that was a massacre. Uh, that, I mean, I knew the team would be good, but they look even better than I thought they would at this yeah. point right now. I thought it would take a minute for them to all like get on the same page, but like it. That's gonna be a team to look out for in the East. Boy, cause that man Caruso and Lonzo throwing passes like that, man. Ooh, that's that's gonna be scary. That's gonna be scary for sure. But moving on to our next NBA topic, and we're talking about this again. We can Benjamin Simmons. We we just can't catch a break with this man. Oh my god. I I just I don't get it. How is it that Ben Simmons is mad at the 76ers? Because he played like shit. I don't understand. You you are ghosting the team that literally tanked to get you because you were scared of Lil Ass Trey Young. That's that's really like, and I, Joel Embiid, man, he hasn't said it specifically, but I know he pissed. I know he's pissed, but I I don't even know what question to even ask y'all about this, man. Um, no, 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 no. Okay, okay, John, when do you expect him to get traded, and where to? At this point. I I expect him to get traded right when the regular season starts or after the last game of preseason. But I've said it before and I said it again. Sacramento for De'Aaron Fox in a draft pick. Please, if you got De'Aaron Fox feeding Joel Embiid, oh my God, 76ers are going to be unstoppable. Trade Ben Simmons to Sacramento, please. Bro, I'm just trying to think, like, bro, like, you mean to tell me De'Aaron Fox, Seth Curry, and Joel Embiid, oh my God, that shit would be, <sighs> shit would be tough. 
But, Damon, I'm going to ask you the same question. When do you think he's going to get traded? And at this point, where do you think he's going to end up? I agree with Sacramento. I just didn't know what the package would be. Um, Because, I mean, I feel like that's the only really place he could go. Um, But when – I honestly don't see it coming until, like, maybe, like, at least a month or so into the season. I don't know if they're going to be able to strike a deal before the season starts, and I think that's what's going to kind of fast-track the trade because what they're asking price for him is so high that I think it's turning a lot of teams off. And I think once the season starts and they start doing bad or if they're, like, just kind of middle of the road – that might fast track them and make them a bit more desperate to get rid of him, which would lower his price, which would mean him getting traded. So I'd probably say mid season, early, early season. You know, I just feel like, you know, if Philly had done the right thing last year, they could have been NBA champions, but they didn't pull the fucking trigger. All y'all had to do was okay the trade with Houston for Harden. And y'all just might have a fucking title, but y'all didn't do it. Y'all y'all really chose Benjamin over James Harden. I'm not over that. Not over that. But that's the Ben Simmons controversy and moving into more fucking controversy with the COVID vaccine. Now, All of us on the podcast are vaccinated. And I believe at this stage in time, the NBA is 90%. Well, at least that's what they're telling us. But the players who are unvaccinated don't shock me at all. Um, The first guy, Kyrie. If y'all actually think Kyrie is going to get vaccinated, I don't know what to tell you. Listen, Kyrie weird ass is not getting vaccinated ever. Um, there actually has been word going around that Kyrie might get traded. I don't know why they would do that. I don't. I don't think it, they will. But that that would be really stupid. But um, I mean, we all knew Kyrie was on the on the weird. I don't want to say. I don't want to use the word spectrum. But we we know Kyrie a little bit on the weird side. Um. You know, flat earth, but we're not gonna go there. <sighs> Let's see who else. Um, Andrew Wiggins, man, Andrew Wiggins killed me because <laughs> he said he wasn't getting vaccinated for for religious reasons, and then I guess he saw how much money he was on this. How he was like, "Hey, bro, my religion don't matter." <laughs> that man got vaccinated immediately. <laughs> Hey man, shout shout out Andrew Wiggins, man. It is out of all four people we're gonna talk about, he the only one that actually got vaccinated. Such the a <laughs> like, bro, what religion are you you serving? Like, bro, what god are you serving? Because then he went from the religion and then he was like, Yeah, you know, some years ago I uh took this medicine and I had a really bad um reaction to it so now i carry an epipen with me everywhere i go so like i just can't think of like putting something else in my body 
So this man thought EpiPen was gonna stop COVID. Okay, got you. <laughs> got you. I I don't understand. Uh let's see. Damon, what do you what do you think about Jonathan Isaac? Because <laughs> I'm not gonna say what I want to say. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I was gonna say if if I had if they were if I they were like we'll give you a hundred million dollars to guess somebody that that was that is not vaccinated that refuses to get vaccinated jonathan isaac is the very first person i would think of just off of that silly stuff he was pulling in the bubble yeah (laughs) uh (laughs) are we are we going here today i mean let's go let's go let's do you know what okay you know what first of all jonathan isaac jonathan isaac is a fucking coon. There is no other way to describe him besides him being a coon. Did y'all hear the shit he said about the Central Park Five? Unfortunately. He, he, like, he deleted the tweet, but he basically said it was their fault. Coon. Uh, they're in the bubble, and everybody's kneeling because of Black Lives Matter. And he's standing, and his reasoning didn't make sense. Coon. Let's see what else. What else did he do? I, okay, I did, did. Y'all hear the story about um, you know, because he a preacher, and like he invited all his teammates to come to his church, and they never showed up. Yeah. Now I can't call him a coon for that, man. I love the Lord, but look, man, that's he hilarious. just gives off. He just gives off conservative vibes. I really feel like Jonathan Isaac voted for Trump. Coon, the vaccine, bro. I'm not surprised, man. I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> like, I really feel like I feel like Jonathan Isaac thinks he was born in the wrong body. I really feel like Jonathan Isaac feels like he's a white man. I, I, I he does not want to be black. I, I feel it. He he is a white man in a black man's body. That is how he feels, and I don't understand why. But the, I, I can just tell, bro. He just gives me that vibe. He just does. But John, talk to me about Bradley Bill. <laughs> oh my God. Man, uh the Bradley Bill one. That that kind of disappointed me because not only he got COVID over the summer before the Olympics, but Last season, I literally almost saw him get COVID. And it's crazy. And we literally had our – the Wizards had their season shut down for two weeks because of a COVID outbreak. So I thought, like, okay, he probably got vaccinated and just not revealing his status. But when he asked, like, the reasons why, like, when he said the reasons why and try to defend his argument, I was just disappointed. I was disappointed. You almost got COVID from Jason Tatum, a person you, you respect a lot, someone you know personally. So I'm like, okay. A person you know personally. 
like know his mother, know his father, got COVID, had to get an asthma pump just to be in shape. And you were like, nah, nah. So uh, that, that, that really disappointed me. So we'll just see how, we'll just see how the Wizards play against some Golden State Warriors, the Los Angeles Lakers, the Los Angeles Clippers, and the New York Knicks and the Brooklyn Nets. We'll just see how it goes when he's not in the arena. Oh, and Toronto too. Because Toronto got a rule that if you're unvaccinated and break quarantine, you're going to jail for six months. Dang. <laughs> you're going to jail. I mean, you're going to jail. Guess who's going to jail tonight? Chicago, <laughs> man. Oh, man. I'm just. I'm really convinced that Bradley Bill is just going to be a loser his entire career. I'm sorry, John. I'm sorry. In the seatbelt thing, I think that would really just send it over the top for me. You know, I don't even really wear a seatbelt because, I mean, people are still getting you car accidents. He said that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, bro. That is Kyrie levels of bad. <laughs> this mess, he don't see. You know what? <laughs> bro, that's basically like saying, oh, I don't wash my hands when I use the bathroom because I'm going to still go to the bathroom again. This man said he don't wear a seatbelt because people still get in Christ. <sighs> wow. And then Kyrie, he needs to decide whether he wants to be a part-time player or if he just needs to retire. Because, I mean, bro, it, it's, getting, it's getting ridiculous. Wait, bro. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say the oh, maybe Kyrie should retire thing, bro. But Kyrie gotta be one of the most wishy-washy NBA players I've ever seen, dog. Like, <laughs> oh shit, I'm being, like, I'm exaggerating with the retire, but it's like, bro, uh, come on, man. Like, how is it that you're you decided to do media day from Zoom because of COVID? But oh, you don't want the vaccine. Like, I'm not going to say I'm not the type to bash people for not getting the vaccine because I know some people have legitimate fears. But when this motherfucker is like this, we're like, you're literally risking your career, your life. And you like, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I swear, if somebody says, Anything about a government, if any NBA player says anything about a government chip, I swear to God. Like, bruh, we have social security cards and phones. And I'm They're like, literally already fucking tracking us. And it's like, y'all realize that it's like biologically impossible for you to put an electronic chip into your body. It would literally kill you. Let alone through a needle. Like, think about that. They, you think they put a chip somehow? 
they would get a chip and a put liquefied it a needle. Chip. A needle. <laughs> think about this. Think just just think. Just think. I don't understand he I don't understand human beings. I, I don't. But that's gonna do it for the basketball portion of this podcast. And moving into wrestling, the WWE draft is officially over. Um actually, you know what? Fuck that. I need to vent right quick. Last night on SmackDown. Queen of the fucking ring tournaments. Y'all had one job and one job only. First of all, I'm not mad about Zelina Vega being Tony Storm. I like Tony Storm. She needs the momentum. But I mean, hey, how can you hate Zelina Vega? My issue is how the fine fuck you have Liv Morgan, who has all the momentum in the world, who is probably the the second most over woman in the company besides Bianca. She's supposed to win money in the bank and she doesn't. She's supposed to get a shot against Bianca Belair and she doesn't. It's clear that everyone wants her to win queen of the ring and she loses to undashing Carmella. Carmella. The mask. Who she's beaten a million times and for the same rematch for the last five weeks. Literally, bro. I don't I don't understand the logic. But you know what? We're we're getting we're getting Sonya versus Naomi, so I'm I'm happy with that. That that's unrelated to the time. Yeah, I was I I I should be interested. Yeah. And Naomi better beat her fucking ass too. I'm sorry. Beat her ass. I just want her to beat her to a pulp and then like just End up, she like changes shirts and it's just the bloodline shirt, but now it's like her pictures on Facts. there now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do it, but you know, they should bloodline, <clears throat> yeah, getting, <laughs> but getting into this draft. Um, oh so, my god, oh, I just wanted to just terrorize Charlotte, literally, bro, <laughs> literally. They'll let them all hold the titles. Bro. Oh my That's god, what's... bro, that'd be so cold. But they're not going to fucking do it because Vince. Oh, my God. But getting into the drafts, they have fit, these rosters are locked. They are supposed to go into effect in, like, two weeks. And I'm not going to go through every name. I'm just going to go through the important ones or the newer ones. Um, Leah, Angel Garza, um, all the people from uh, Hit Row, um, Charlotte, Cesaro, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, and the other dude, uh, Humberto Carrillo, the Viking experience. What? That's not their fucking names. What are they called? Yeah, that shit. Um, Jeff Hardy, Usos, Gender, Shinsuke, Kofi and Woods. Um, what's the dude name from Retribution? The black one. Uh, T Bar. Or, or no, is he no, Mace? No, no. Is he Mace? Mace, Mace. Okay, Mace. Uh, Mansoor, Mustafa Ali, Naomi, uh, Ricochet, Ridge Holland, Roman, Sasha Banks, Shayna, Baszler, Sheamus, and that's pretty much it for SmackDown. Um, going through this, I know that Damon is happy about Ricochet, but all I'm gonna say is. The one there, there was somebody here on this list who needs to beat Roman, and his name is Jeff Hardy. And I'm just gonna leave it at that. 
Jeff Hardy should beat Roman for the Universal title. And I'm just going to leave it at that. But, Damon, what, what do you have to say about Ricochet getting on, ended up on SmackDown? I'm hoping it's a new start for him. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping they can at least get him back in a title picture that's not 24-7. Um, I think he's very talented, and obviously he could be better on the mic. But it's just like, man, I just feel like he's too talented to just not be used at all. It's like he's proved he can work with some of the best guys. But honestly, based off of that roster, I don't know who can beat Roman realistically. Like, I I really don't. I gave my answer. And I'm, stay, I, I'm sticking to it. I'm, I'm all for Jeff Hardy. I love Jeff Hardy, but we, I I just unfortunately do not see that happening. I could see him winning a championship down the line, but it will not be off of Roman. I'm telling you, bro. It's, it might happen. It might happen. He could get a match. He could definitely get a match. I'm, he could definitely end up with a title match, but I do not think he will win it. But, uh, John, what do you think about SmackDown's roster? SmackDown's roster is, looking at it, this is like, they're, they're, the creators, the writers, they're going to have to develop a lot of individuals. You got NXT call-ups from Hit Row to Zia Lee to Rich Holland, Aaliyah, I believe Shotzi. No, she was already there. She already there, okay. And then, yeah, Isaiah Swerve's out. Rich Holland. So they're going to have to develop a lot. So it's not as good as Raw, but SmackDown has potential to be just as good as it is right now. Yeah. Um, Oh, no, I was just saying, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. And um, another competitor other than Jeff Hardy that can potentially beat Roman, I have Cesaro. Yeah, I would – because I was thinking, but it was like, you know, he already lost, but I would like to see that. I bro, I thought for a second you was about to say Drew, bro. I, I was about to have to kick you off the, off the oh, car, bro. I don't want to see Drew – I, I Drew can go win the twenty four seven championship for all I care. Look, bro, let let him be not like bro. Let him get the IC title or something, bro. Speak speaking of Drew, bro. Why the hell is he facing Big E? Why racism? He's not gonna win. I mean, he's on SmackDown. He ain't gonna win, thankfully. But like, there's literally no reason for this to happen, bro. But. Moving on to Raw, and they got woof. the USA Network was out for blood, man. I would, would, oh, they they swiped everybody. Like, oh my god, they kept AJ almost almost um Alexa Bliss. They got the Street Profits. They got uh, Apollo Cruz and uh Commander Aziz, the goats. Um, Austin Theory, bro. They got Austin Theory. They got uh, Becky, but nobody cares about her at this point. 
they got my goat Bianca. They swiped her. So now I'm gonna actually have to watch Raw. Um, of course, Big E, Bobby, uh, her business. Oh shit, Shelton actually got drafted. Look at that. Um, they got um Team Racist, Chad Gablin, uh Otis, uh just they got um oh Dolph Ziggler and Rob, Bobby Roo still a team. The Mysterios, Edge, Finn Balor, Gable fucking Stevenson, dude. Like, yeah. Hey, man. NXT. Man, John Morrison, Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, Kevin Owens, Liv Morton. Oh, shit, me again. Oh, oh shit. Roster. Hey, bro. Yeah. Uh, Randy Orton. Matt Riddle, Rhea Ripley, Seth, uh, COVID, hopefully. Um, Tegan Knox, Miz, and Zelina Vick. They broke up Shotzi and Tegan. Yeah. Yeah, they broke them up. Wasn't they supposed to get a title shot? I hate it here. Dog, I'm telling you, bro, the champions are the only tag team remaining. Literally, bro. They should have never split. Um, uh, what's it called? They shouldn't have made a NXT women's tag team division. They should have did what they did in the beginning, where there was teams on all three yeah. brands, and you could just you could be wherever and still challenge for it because that made sense. Yeah. But there's not enough women on the roster because they cut like 15 of them in the last two exactly. years. <laughs> But yeah, bro, Raw was for show out for blood. This roster is um that's that's disrespectful. This is actually a disrespectful roster. Um, I'm trying to think. Actually, you know what? Okay, John, what are your thoughts first about the roster? The roster? Unfair. I mean, come on now. I mean, the only legitimate competitor to Roman on SmackDown is Cesaro and probably Sami Zayn. I mean, you got to develop everyone else. But Big E got challenges. He got Edge, Keith Bearcat Lee, Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and Finn Balor. And AJ. Okay, and AJ Styles, but I believe he's going to still be in the tag team division. Yeah. But, uh, he got competition. Big E got something to worry about. And then with Damian Priest, he, he got a little, he got some competition too. He got Austin Theory coming up. John Morrison, the single singles competitor now. Gable Stevenson, he's gonna he's coming up out of nowhere. I thought he was gonna go to NXT. Oh, wait, but the US they, title is on mm-hmm. put the title on Gable Stevenson, right? Right. <laughs> Put the title right. said, give him Kurt Angle's theme song, and we gonna be hype. We gonna be hype. Oh, nah, they gotta give. They gotta give him. They gotta give him. No, give him his TNA shit, bro. Oh, like, that would be they so gotta, hard, listen, bro. Listen, bro, because like they gotta give him something that seem a little black. Like I know the trademark is white and all, but like mm-hmm. give give him give him a black version of the Kurt Angle theme song, bro. And strap a rocket to his chest and give him the U.S. title. Give him all the titles, bro. Give him the women's tag team titles, bro. Let him be Rhea and Nikki. Not, not on the his women's own. tag team title. Bro, no, some way. 
We gonna win that Divas title too. Let him beat Charlotte. Do like the uh, Santino Morella thing where he came out and, <laughs> and won the women. Hey, bro, that that can we just talk about how bad that was, man? That had to be one of the uh, worst things I've ever seen, bro. It was like, him and Beth Phoenix. Like, bro, it's cool that he was a drag. Like, I'm fine with that, but. Them women worked their ass off just for a man to actually come through. Like, it wasn't like, no, oh, he was a trans character. Like, no, he was just a dude dressed up as a, a girl. Like, that's what it was. And he came through and won the woman's battle. <laughs> that's fucked up, man. That is so fucked up. But, uh, Damon, what do you think about this roster? You know, in the beginning, when I first saw these rosters, I was like, bro, raw least SmackDown. They literally grabbed everybody. And but the more I was thinking about it, I was like, honestly, if you really look back, this kind of feels like the 2016 draft. Because Raw got all the heavy hitters. They got Seth. They got Roman. They got Finn Balor's caught up. They got Kevin Owens. They had Chris Jericho. They had so many people in SmackDown. It was like, okay, they got Cena. They got Ambrose and AJ Styles. But after that, it was like a bunch of people that was like, uh, you know, we don't know what this could be. But then they ended up developing all those guys into like, they built like that whole, the tag team scene. They built up a lot of women. And that was... So I'm like, you know, this could potentially be a second version of that. Maybe we get it's only really time will tell. But uh, I'm trying to, you know, stay open minded to see where they go with this. Yeah. So I'm not because I'm not going to ask you who has the better roster because I mean, SmackDown literally got fleeced. But. Let's see. Okay. This is what I'm going to ask. Six months from now, which is going to be, what's going to be the better show? Six months from now? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Probably raw. Yeah. Mm, I could see it. Depends on who's on the writing team. I mean, Raw's actually been better. Like, I haven't watched it, but, I mean, it could be better. I mean, but it's like, bro, who actually has time to watch Raw now? Monday Night Football is back. I, I'm not watching it. I was no. going to say, I have not watched Raw in weeks. Yeah. yeah. Shit, I ain't watched Raw in a month. Actually, no, I seen, because when Biggie cashed in, like, that was, I literally turned off the game just to watch that because I knew it was going to happen. But that's it, bro. I don't watch that show, but maybe I will. You know, I might have to sacrifice some uh, some Monday Night Football to watch Raw. Can't believe I'm saying that after what's happened the past year and a half with that show, but we'll see. We will see. Speaking of writing team, I actually just saw this thing yesterday because I, I don't know how I stumbled across it, but it was talking about Braun Strowman, and it basically was like, so he – really only wants to work with WWE and I guess he keeps trying to get his job back and keeps like trying to reach out to them but I guess they ask both teams of writing like the both the writing teams of Raw and SmackDown and both of them are like 
no, we don't. Like, we don't want them. And this was like draft time. They're like, no, we don't. Like, there's no, we don't have any like place because he doesn't. Based off of everybody that got drafted, he has no place in either of those rosters. That's crazy, bro. His girl is the NXT Women's Champion. He can't even find a job, bro. That's sick. I still want to, bro. How the fuck did he get Raquel Gonzalez? I don't understand. How did that? How did that? How how does that work? Because, bro, I because I don't follow her on TikTok, but she always end up on my for you page, and she be gassing the fuck out of him, and I'm like, why? What do you see? It, I don't know. But bro, so I'm watching AEW last night. And I, I just thought I just thought about this. I'm watching AEW last night. And Leo Rush is gonna manage Dante Martin and Matt Seidel. And Leo says, I got Matt Seidel a match with CM Punk. Do y'all realize that in 2021, we're getting CM Punk versus fucking Evan Bourne? How how wrestling does not make sense anymore? <laughs> this, this, like, bro, like this is this is this like, bro. My two favorite wrestlers from 2011 are wrestling in 2021. Tech, like, bro, how does? How, how, how is, this does not make sense. They were my favorite wrestlers 10 years ago and 10 years later, there's their rest. How is it? How did this happen? How did we get here? How do we get here? Like, I, I don't understand. We getting Cody Rhodes versus Evan Bourne, CM Punk versus Evan Bourne, potentially CM Punk versus Cody Rhodes, like, bro. Are we in a fucking time loop or something? Like, bro, we had to went back in time or something, bro. Because this don't make no fucking sense. And I in an AEW just announced about 15 minutes ago, next dynamite, we have freaking De- Brian Danielson versus Bobby Fish. What? Yeah. What? what? Hey. I hope nobody spoils it. Hey. I hope nobody spoils that. Oh, shit. Damn, bro. I just, it just sucks because, you know, Dante going to have to die. I think he's Malachi Black, bro, but it's, it's all good. Yeah. Poor Dante. Looks like a nice kid. Oh, my God. But our last wrestling topic of the day, man. The best heel turns of all time. And I'm not even going to go into detail. Actually, you know what? I am going to go into detail about this one. One of my favorites of all time, Bobby Roode, TNA, turning on James Storm, man. The day that he became a star. Because this was back when TNA was like, they're fading, but they still have some good moments. And, you know, James Storm had just won the title and everybody was happy. And then Bobby Roode was like, well, I mean, we were a team, and, like, I never had a shot at the title. So, you know, we let's go at it next week. And James was like, okay, cool. So they're having a the match. The thing's going good. And then Bobby ends up on the outside. He's trying to catch his breath, and the referee down. He sees James Thorne's beer bottle. And he looks at it, and 
everybody's sitting there like, ain't no fucking way he actually about to do this shit. He grabbed the beer bottle, wait for James Storm to come up, and he crashed that bitch over James Storm's head and win the title, bro. That was top tier. Like, when I tell you, every, like, I will remember that, like, everybody that was in that arena was pissed, bro. Like, they they pulled that shit off perfectly, and then Bobby Roode just elevated and became so great to the point where, like, you know, that's crazy as hell. Like, thinking about it, like, Bobby Roode was one of the best heels in wrestling, and now he's in WWE, and nobody could care less about him. Sick. It's it's sick as hell. It's sick as hell. But John, what what comes to mind when you think of the best heel turns of all time? Ooh, best heel turns of all time. WrestleMania seventeen, Stone Cold. When he shook this big man's hand. Is when you shook Vince McMahon's hand, that that was a certified heel turn because it's like we never, we would never guess Stone Cold and Vince McMahon come together and shake hands after all the things that Stone Cold has put this big man through. The stunner after stunner after stunner to Vince McMahon arresting him, getting carried out in handcuffs to. The beer truck. I have to say that. I have to say Stone Cold. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, in retrospect, it didn't really work, but you know, it, it was it was a great moment. Uh Damon, what about you? What comes to mind when you think of the best heel turns of all time? I instantly think of the beginning to the hall of pain. You got Mark Henry come out there in his big old pink starburst <laughs> suit. Hell yeah. <laughs> he's sitting there, he's crying. Everybody think everybody's emotional. Everybody's thinking he's about to retire. John Cena comes down to the ring, congratulating him, goes for the hug, and this man picked him up and did the world's strongest slam. Bro. And I everybody, I swear he got booed out of the arena, man. And that led to probably one of his best title and just honestly one of the best like few next few best few moments of his career, which is just really yeah. cool to see. But that yeah, that's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah. Um three that three that also come to mind. Um Andre the Giant, Randy Savage, and Shawn Michaels, all three. And there's a specific reason why. I have all three of them on the same list. Do you want to know why? Because do y'all know who he, who they turned heel on? The immortal racist himself, Hulk Hogan. And I don't know how many times I've said it on this podcast, how many times we've said it on this podcast, but I will say it again. With a smile this time, fuck Hulk Hogan. So any heel turn, in my eyes, is a face turn. Okay, um, I do want to say the NWO, but that means I would have to give Hulk Hogan credit, so I'm not gonna do that. Um, what other ones come to mind for y'all? Hmm. 
Oh my god, I don't know if you can see that. Nah, but John, because John just said in the groups in the uh in the chat, he expecting an intergender uh hell in a cell of war games match between hit roll and the bloodline with Naomi, bro. That shit would go hard. <laughs> that shit would go hard. But uh what other heel turns do y'all think of? Uh heel turns that I think of. Shawn Michaels, Marty Janetti at the barbershop. Yeah, that is a legendary one. Legendary. Very legendary. If you don't know the, the barbershop, uh, so basically Marty Janetti and Shawn Michaels were a tag team called Fudge. I forgot the name. The Rockers. I the think. Rockers. Yeah. They were, they were the Rockers, and people loved them. And then... It was a barbershop. It was like they were hinting like a split up. But then Shawn Michaels and Marty Janae, they shook hands. They were like, all right, we're not splitting up. And then right after, you know, they shook hands and everything. Shawn Michaels, sweet chin music, Marty Janetti out of nowhere. And he threw him through, he threw, he threw Marty Janetti through the glass. And, and that's how Shawn Michaels' career just boosted. Yeah, most definitely. Um, ooh, this is underrated. And they probably gonna look at me funny when I say it because when we originally talked about it, I was shitting on the belt. Jeff Hardy, TNA. <laughs> look, look, look. Mm. I know I said that belt was hot shit. Mm. But dude. I never, I never thought in a million years Jeff Hardy would actually be able to pull out me in the heel. And while he was Loki high, damn near the entire time he was a heel, he did a good job being a heel. Like he didn't give like. See, honestly, him being high added to it because he really didn't give a fuck. So he wasn't gonna give a fuck when he was out there. And man, um. I, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of some more TNA ones, honestly, because like uh AEW, you I mean they they too recent to be like super big ones. Oh, okay. I got one. It's Roman. Roman. Yeah. Roman. Yeah. Roman. Hey, the shield. Oh yeah, Seth. Oh yeah, Seth Rollins. Yeah. And Dean. That Dean one pissed me off. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> yeah. What's the point, bro? What's the point? And it was on the night where freaking he and not when Roman announced that he had uh, yeah. leukemia. So that one, that, that shit was perfect. It did, but that, that was, shit was perfect. Oof. It was oh. perfect. And then they like, fucked it up. It was. See, that one would have been perfect if it was like ruthless aggression era or attitude era. Yeah. But since we in the PG era, that shit don't work. <laughs> oh no, that shit worked for me, bro. I was like, oh my god. Like, I was sitting like, bro, this is the perfect way to do this shit, bro. Like, man, that was perfect. But then they just had to WWE. Turn them into bangs. Bro, Kevin Ooh. Owens on Chris Jericho. 
Oh yeah, possibly one of the best storylines in 2017. Oh yeah. Oh, that reminds me, bro. I gotta add this to the list for next week, bro. The worst ring names of all time. I I have to. Ooh, it's like a hundred of them. We could spend (laughs) an hour and a half just on that. A whole episode. Oh my god. Um, trying to think who else had a crazy heel turn that changed everything. Um, Tommaso Champa on uh, Gargano. Oh yeah, 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 for sure, bro. Y'all remember he didn't have a theme song for like three months. Oh yeah, that yeah. Was, that's, <laughs> that was that was a wild time. <laughs> but they literally, bro, they literally only had it like, bro. His theme song was literally booze, bro. <laughs> that means he was doing a great job. Oh <laughs> my god, man. That oh, man. Or when Evolution turned on, uh. Randy on Randy, bullshit. I'm still pissed off about that, bro. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But speaking of that, bro, Randy's heel turn after the fact because he was a face for like a few months, and then he turned heel, and then we got the Legend Killer, like the official Legend. Killer. Like he was out for blood with motherfuckers, bro. Like. I'll never forget, bro. That man RKO met young man. This man RKO the eighty year old woman on national <laughs> television, bro. <laughs> and then we we got one of the greatest theme songs of all time from that. I still don't see how we hated that song, bro. That shit is a that shit is a banger. I don't I don't understand. Um, hey, nothing you can say. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think what else. I don't oh. know if this counts, mm-hmm. but um, when in that fatal four way, when uh, Triple H ran out and everybody thought that he was gonna help oh. Seth Rollins and he ended up pedigreeing him, yeah. So I'm like, D, can you ever say that Triple H's face <laughs> literally? I think that's, I think that's the one thing. Yeah, and then another one. Um, this is from Fatal Four Way. Damn, that show actually happened. But at the end of the show, bro, <laughs> when Batista murdered Rey Mysterio, oh, that broke my heart, bro. Oh. Like, man, that shit had me legit crying, man. Like, but Ray was literally fighting for his life, bro. He was begging for his life, dog. <laughs> That shit. And then another, okay, and this is my last one. This hella underrated, bro. I think we had talked, I think we had talked about this before, but our truth in 2010, 2011, when he 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 beat the fuck out of John Morris. He put out the new ports on his ass, dog. I ain't never seen no shit like that, bro. That man pulled out the Newports on PG television, took a whiff, and blew it on John Morrison, man. But if that is all, that is going to do it for this episode of Hooplex. Thank you guys for listening. Continue tapping in. And a little bit of an announcement. We don't know for sure what episode is going to be. But just stay tuned because we will be having our first guest soon. We don't know what episode is going to be, and we're not sure who exactly it's going to be. 
but just know it's officially happening. We are going to have our first guest sometime soon. But again, thank you guys for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.